Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Greetings and good day, everyone. I am Katie Patrick, joined by David Fiorazzo. Yes. He's here. Just a quick shout out for Freedom Project Academy. It's our K-12 Judeo-Christian online school, and we are enrolling students at this very moment for the fall. Now you need a little information so you know where to enroll and how to enroll and all that, you know, what awesome courses you can take. Yes. We can give you that information if yes. you go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. <sighs> you need Freedom Project Academy because as yes. we know, year in and year out, math and reading scores just keep to plummeting around this entire nation. And guess what? American teens are now at the lowest they've been in more than, it's okay, three decades. That's 30 years for any of you who haven't actually learned math. And this is according to the nation's report card. You know, the NAEP test scores that we have to get every year from all the fourth, eighth, 10th graders. And it just basically shows how bad we are doing at educating our students. But hey, teachers keep getting paid. So that's, right. that, that's, that's what we're doing now. NAEP. NAEP. National Education, I'm sorry, National Assessment of... Uh -huh educational progress Ooh. if you're in Canada. Progress if you're in America. But oh, oh, um, if you're in America, there's no progress. So I don't see that, any progress. Well, I was going to mention where, that. Where are you? Well, don't okay. steal my thunder. Ooh, thunder so I told Katie before we started, 15 years ago, I think around more or less, John Stossel used to do a show on ABC. I'll never forget because I wrote about it in my very first book. I'll never forget a Shameless show he blog. did. He, he, he did a show called Stupid in America. And it was about the declining test scores year after year and the increased funding to the teachers unions and to education. And so I'm thinking, OK, what's this story about? Uh, is this a new headline? Declining test scores. OK, NAEP scores, known as the nation's report card, declined for 13 year olds in both reading and math. I'm thinking, okay, so where's the headline? <laughs> this has been going on <laughs> year after it. year. I haven't seen it. I don't know. What's the headline? What's so new? there it is. <laughs> They're reading and mathematics. So, but now, Katie, I think they get away with a little bit of this, okay, yeah, okay, maybe it's declining a little bit, but COVID. But COVID. But 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 Yes. But COVID. But COVID. And so but that's COVID. it. And they there's no accountability. They take no responsibility. And where does all that money go, by the way? Okay, that's for another program. Ooh. But so they say the COVID pandemic had a long-term impact on grade school education. Now, maybe it has when it comes to kids' isolation and depression and things like that, uh, playing with their computers all day instead of being in class with the stimulation of other students. But um, so their testing has gone down. Reading and math, two major subjects. There it is. It doesn't look good. Um, in fact, I don't remember the last time it looked good. I think it was in the 80s, yeah, basically. <laughs> 1980s. But um, Peggy Carr is the commissioner of the National Center for Education Statistics. Peggy says most of these students were 10 years old when the pandemic hit and schools were disrupted. Um, she said in a call with reporters, she said the bottom line is these results show that there are gaps in basic skills. I'm going, okay, Katie, can, can, can you simplify or generalize that statement anymore? Let me say it again. She said, <laughs> the bottom line, 
online. With, with the failing, declining year after year, test scores now, this time math and, what was it, math and English, mm -hmm. is these results show that there are gaps in basic skills. We can't, we can't, we can't make it any simpler <laughs> if we can't even get the basics right, oh is goodness. what this is showing. I just want to give parents out there, grandparents, whoever's watching right now, an understanding of the scores. Um, just put the numbers back up there with the grades. When you take a look at, at these scores, oh, you see it dipped a little. Oh, but it's only by four, four points there in reading. Oh, that's only four, yeah. David. And oh, it's only nine in mathematics. Pish posh. We're talking out of 500 points. And we're getting a 256 out oh. of 500. And I know. Well, now that you put it that way. You know, when we're talking <laughs> like a 256, okay, is that out of like 280? Oh, we're only down a little bit. Oh, no, 256 no, no, no. out of 260. Uh, no, it's out of 500. 500. Like, this is how bad we are. We're just for reading, just over the halfway point. Just above 50%. But we wouldn't know that that's about 50% because we also can't do math. So we don't even know how to do <laughs> simple division like that's that. That's a good so point. So the fact that. We are continuing to decline year after year after year. After and everyone's year, just going, oh, they only look immediately at the previous little bit of scores. Oh, it's just four points. Oh, it's just nine. Look at the trend. What has happened over decades at this point? And what has been done to truly change the results, attempting to change the results? More money. It's been money. Yeah. And after that, they put a little bit of money in it. And then they thought about it for a while. And then and they're they like, lobby. Hey, yeah, they lobby for more money. Why don't we get some more money? Yeah. And then they sat on that for a minute and they're like, you know what? If only we had more money. So, Katie, what you're saying or suggesting is the money doesn't get to actually help the students. Oh, no. it, it just funds of the... Of course it doesn't actually get to the students. <laughs> the educators, the, the administrators. Yes. Let's go back in time. Okay. We won't Educate go, us. We won't go back that far. <laughs> we will go back to the country's founding. 1619. Oh, wait, no, that's not right. Ah. It's not the 1619 project. Now I'm confused. It, all it takes is a parent, as we know, <laughs> a single parent to educate a child, to actually truly understand, to just look at the books that have been written, to do the simple math, sit down with your child. That's all it takes to educate. It doesn't take hmm. tens of thousands of dollars per student to educate someone. What all that money that we keep throwing into it is going to everyone but the students for the benefit of everyone but those students. Year after year after, after year. year. And it seems to be across the board um, generalized now through the article here, female students, black students, white students, Asian students. It also talks about the declines found across school types, rural, suburban, city. Also declines occurred across regions of the country, south, northeast, west, midwest. So it doesn't leave anything out. So basically it's across the board we're finding these declines. And again, you're thinking, okay, well, so is it because they're putting this out because this is the NAEP and we're used to hearing other you know, test scores and reporting on other things, but we don't hear as much about the national assessment of education well, the, progress. The, the NAEP scores are the ones that they're gonna, they've been looking to now because everyone across the entire nation takes them. There are different states that do their various testings, but this is the one that we can make it more broad scale to do a comparison okay. across. And it just shows that they're all bad. Just all of them are, are bad. And I wonder why it's all bad. 14% of students. Wow report reading for fun almost every day 
only, it should say only 14%, right? So the question was asked, in 2023, 14% of students reported reading for fun almost every day. This percentage was 3% percentage points lower than 2020, 13 percentage points lower than 2012. Overall, the percentage of 13-year-old students who reported reading for fun almost every day was lower in 2023 than in all previous assessment years. Huh. So you're saying... If you don't read for fun at home, and we know you're not having to read in school, because I've <laughs> talked to so many, especially the middle school age, like mm. the 13-year-olds, how many of you are reading books in school? And they are not. And mm. it's from various schools. I'm talking even private, like parochial yeah. schools and public schools. That's sad. Year after year, I keep asking, are you guys reading books? Are you yeah. doing this? Nope. They they do not read in English class. Mom and dad do it at home. So they're, so no wonder they're not reading for fun either. Yeah, and they're not reading on YouTube. They're not reading oh, yeah. on Instagram. They're not reading on... Anyway, yeah. let's I move can't. on. <laughs> Still to come, a teacher's union executive in Virginia says, forcing kids to school at home during the pandemic was a great decision because now all kids can start learning again from the lowest level. We're talking about that incredible statement next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. On the note of reading, since I do read for fun, or at least back in when I was in school, we did still read novels. Um, right now, we have some sort of Orwellian or Huxley-type <laughs> world going on. And if you've read anything, you probably have heard of, like, being Orwellian or maybe, like, Aldous Huxley. The Huxley brothers. The, no, not the Huxley brothers. But anyway, you may know that uh, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others you know what that which which book is that from animal house or animal farm animal farm animal house great movie though. that's the movie yeah. that's the movie that's the, that's probably what they animal are farm. you know what instead of reading animal farm they're probably showing animal house in school that makes sense to me that's why kids are confused that's why now uh teachers union executive uh made an almost equally creepy comment uh when he was being interviewed by ProPublica for an article about remote learning oh, and boy. don't worry we'll we'll get to the exact quote here in, in a moment here melvin hostman or hostman probably a newly elected member of the executive board of the richmond education association we're talking virginia here suggested that since all students experience learning loss you know with the pandemic and right. having to be away from school well that makes them equal well, wait a minute so David. god did not create them equal equal but the pandemic made them equal. covid made them equal there you know what anthony fauci truly is little g god there Jeez. i mean he's wanted to be such so now maybe he's gotten his wish did you just say that name all right all right more did, therapy now hold on let me wash my mouth out. Right, more therapy now mm. sorry we're sorry Sorry, for, we, we did not give a trigger warning on that yeah, one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so here's what Hostman said. The whole thing about learning loss I found funny is that if everyone was out of school and everyone had learning loss, then aren't we all equal? 
We all have a deficit. Oh, oh my goodness, the logic. The logic. The, hey, you guys. We're all equally dumb. Let's celebrate. Let's have cake. Is that what? That's basically what he said. Um, the interviewer then referenced some data showing learning loss was worse among racial minorities. Uh oh. And of course, Holmesman said, "Of course, because our society is inherently unequal." Wait a minute. Uh, the society is unequal. Okay. The whole society is inherently unequal. Mm-hmm. But now that we had the pandemic, now we're equal. That makes sense. Yeah. He he makes. Dollars and cents. Uh, so, Hostman, who has uh, taught high school history for six years, oh, there it says it all. If you're not an English teacher and you say this nonsense, you're a social studies teacher and you say this nonsense. <laughs> well, but which is we've funny, because guess every what? I'm licensed to teach topic in school. those subjects. Now, every anyway, subject, yeah. <laughs> um, he also told ProPublica that he was reluctant to agree to push for additional instruction time uh, because of more pressing problems like a lack of toilet paper and school buses arriving late and widespread absenteeism because the schools richmond schools are looking like hey should we have all year schooling to help get the kids back on track and he's like no i mean toilet paper is a big issue so we can't have the kids school year round or at least get more uh time with the teachers since they miss so much no no um toilet paper all right so there's that so he emphasized the needs of the teachers hmm. saying that many teachers felt like the only time they had uh, work-life balance acceptable to them was during virtual school. Oh, when they were at home. Mm-hmm. Remote learning gave the teachers more time to run errands, walk the dog, and exercise. <laughs> and he said, just hey, don't like make fun other prof- the dog. Huh? He said, I-, I exercise. Just like other professionals doing remote work, he said. So again, when we're talking about how our kids can't read and they cannot do math. It's because we don't give them enough money and the teachers need more time to walk the dog. Does, does that, that makes sense to everyone. Logic. Yeah. Now, Richmond school administrators, uh, again, continue, considering this whole lengthening of the school year uh, to address that learning loss, and the teachers' union is opposed to extending the school year. I can't, I can't believe it. The teachers' union is against extending the school year. But I the thought they year. want you know, longer days longer school years no no oh, not the, the teachers, teachers union oh i see you know but what's interesting is no, no. um they say they're having problems getting teachers and tutors and i can see why i don't know if you guys remember some of the shows we've done here on, on educated with some of these i'll just say it wacky mm-hmm, young mm-hmm. yep immature teachers that are doing ridiculous things in the classrooms and no wonder they're having a hard time finding good teachers and tutors oh we wonder now when we come back you don't have to wonder because we're going to tell you uh she's been called one of the most dangerous people in the world for keeping schools closed during the pandemic and now randy weingarten wants you to know which presidential candidate she will be funneling millions of dollars in union fees to i i'm on the edge of my seat who could it be (laughs) we're gonna uh get to her cringeworthiness next today's show is sponsored by our friends at my pillow save up to 66 percent on pristine quality bedding towels slippers signature pillows and much more when you use the code educated that's e-d-u-c-a-t-e-d educated support this show and a great american company 
it's Randy time. Yes. So I, I you, you, you. What a, what a teaser! I have no idea how much money the um, liberal Democrat Marxist teachers or the unions want to give, or who are they going to give? What, what party? I know. Are they going to possibly contribute to? I don't know. I, well, let's find out. Hurry up! Uh, the American Federation of <laughs> Teachers recently uh, announced its official endorsement um, of. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris in the 2024 Democratic primary election. Oh, I didn't see it coming, you know? Ba-doom. You're the drummer. That's really, yeah, it's really kind of anticlimactic. Sorry, friends. But we did have you going, didn't <laughs> Wait, we? I know. Uh, well, the AFT president, Randy Weingarten, said that Biden and Harris really care about people. In an announcement video that has been shared on social media, and she praised them for being unabashedly pro-labor and pro-public education. Well, Randy, you tell us. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris really care about people. They get the importance of workers having a voice and students having real opportunity. They are unabashedly pro-labor and pro-public education. I'm Randy Weingarten, and the 1.7 million members of the AFT representing public school teachers and school staff, higher education faculty and campus staff, nurses and healthcare professionals and public employees across the country. All of us are proud to support President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris for the Democratic nomination in 2024. I'm voting for Joe Biden because of the public service loan forgiveness, the African-American community support, and I want him to finish the job that he started. I'm voting for Biden because he fights for what our schools and communities need. Let's help Joe and Kamala finish the job of standing up for what families need, making government work for all Americans and building our economy from the bottom up and the middle out so everyone can get a fair shot. Cringeworthy. That was just embarrassing. It was crunchy on, cringe. It was crunchy cringe. Why is everyone yelling in the video? How dare Randy Weingarten suggest that 1.7 million people are locked up with what she thinks and that they all They're support all what Biden and Harris are doing? They're all progressive Democrats. They're all going to support <laughs> and, Biden and Harris. And the fact that they're talking about a fair shot, as in like a vaccine shot, or what kind of shot are we talking about here? Well, I like the line that one gal said that they want Biden to finish what he started. I'm going, okay, they just want to destroy yeah. and deconstruct the country. You know what? I Honestly, Sad. Sad. I, now that you put it that way, yes, let's just have him finish because then yeah. we can be done with him and finally we're, we're because done. he's been in political office for 50 oh, years. How long is it taking you to finish anything? A sentence. <laughs> so if he can read the teleprompter correctly, I, but... Um, and, you know, it's 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 just really disappointing that um, he actually could possibly continue to be president this if he's true. reelected. Um, but hey, 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 here's the here's the deal. They come out with that AFT video officially supporting yeah. Biden and Harris and then. A hot second later, what happens, David? The Department of Homeland Security announced that they have 20 new members for their school safety board. And uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas appointed 20 members to the 30-member Homeland Security Academic Partnership Council. Guess who's on it? You'll, you're, you'll never guess. Does it have anything to do with that 
ridiculous video we just saw? Oh, how'd you guess? Yeah. I, one of the appointees is uh, American Federation of Teachers head Randy Weingarten. Who it's said, interesting how that works. Yeah. How you can be on a board with the Biden administration yep. and then representing yeah. all the teachers, though, 1.7 of sure. million. 1.7 million. And then, but, you know, you're fighting for the kids. She said it was reckless and irresponsible to, to let, get the, let the, the kids go back to school, you know, during the pandemic. And this was at a time, by the way, when she said that, when most other countries were getting their kids back in school already had students back in education in america oh just kids teachers are enjoying this just yeah. leave, leave unless you're leave in florida home. then the kids actually went back to yeah school. but yeah. so yeah and now she's going to be in charge of if there is another pandemic or oh yeah um, you know health right national security and safety right safety of the students of the children it's oh. all about the children katie it's all about the even the I mean, funding that never gets test scores up Ever. I mean, rarely. <laughs> it's all I mean, I kids. believe that children are our future. Yeah. Feed them well and let them lead the way. Let the children lead. That's anyway. some of the worst advice in the world. Let the children lead. That's what, And that's what exactly they're doing when a kid, when a four or five-year-old says, Mommy, Daddy, I, I think I feel like a boy. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and lead the way on that. Lead Do the whatever way. you want. Let me affirm you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're I'm done. off my soapbox. Well, I'm Randy, Randy really gets you going here. Yeah. All right. Well, many of us joke about returning to a simpler time. I don't <laughs> junk. I'm serious. But a new poll actually finds just how many Americans would be willing to return to the days of yesteryear without Internet or cell phones. More on that next. Gasp. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Okay, so uh, young people, they won't remember well, there was a day not too long ago when our modems went from being able to handle 14.4 kbps, thousands of bits per second, to, of data to 28.8. And you have no mm -hmm. idea what I'm talking about, many of you. But here's what the survey said. Two-thirds of Americans would love to go back to a time before the net. Yes. Before cell phones. And this is a new poll. Um, the information superhighway was suddenly blazing fast for many of us, and a photo took only a minute or two to download instead of 10 minutes. Amazing. So nowadays, home routers can handle upwards of 2 giga giga gigabits per second, or GBPS, and me being low-tech, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So you can download hundreds of pictures per minute. And every day we hold a computer in our hand, this thing mm -hmm. that is far more powerful than the ones America's astronauts used in their trip to the moon, that first trip, mm -hmm. allegedly. Yes. This so is far more powerful than what the astronauts used 
So that trip. it's pretty crazy that uh, you actually ask people about this now. But what's the percentage? Well, the percentage, when you break it down overall, uh, it's about two thirds, 67%. So a little over two thirds, apparently, um, said that they would prefer things as they used to be versus as they are now. But when you take a breakdown by age, yeah. it's kind of interesting because you're going to say what your gut reaction would be. The younger the person, the more likely they are to what? want the technology yes the older people would be like oh i don't want the technology let's go back nope it's kind of actually the reverse 77 percent, and they're saying middle-aged americans are 35 to 54 and that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit as i am in are you middle-aged yes i am i am middle-aged i don't know about that uh but anyway 77 percent of middle-aged americans so thir- ages 35 to 54 they want to return to a time before society was as they say always plugged in <laughs> A time before we were like David over there on his cell phone 24 hours a day. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Go ahead. hey, hey. We're doing a show here. Um, but they also found that the youngsters, those ages 18 to 34, 63% of them also want to go back to similar now, times. That's interesting. And it's those baby boomers, if you're a boomer out there, only 60%, and I know that's 63 to 60%, but you would think Close. the boomers would have been like 92% right. of them, but 60% of them, older than 55, say that they want to return to pre-internet days. So, Katie, so then they did the average. You're, why do you think the younger people, 63% uh, between 18 and 34, said, sure, I'd like to go back to simpler times. Are they defining simpler times differently than what this poll was asking well, about I technology? There is a craving out there for connection, like real connection. I think these 18 to 34 and the 35 to 54, like we've, ex- that middle that middle age, the younger of us can are the last to remember a time before internet. The 18 to 34 probably do not have known a life without the internet and i think they're kind of craving what was that like they've probably heard stories of what life was like maybe they want to experience i'd say the boomers saying are less likely to say they want to go back because they at least got to experience it they got to understand what technology can do and how advanced it can become but they maybe are better at turning off the cell phone than us younger ones who who have only ever known it and i think there obviously is the the lack of true connection with the human spirit, right? So I yeah. think they may be like, oh, I think it'd be cool. Plus, younger people are like, they're digging the '80s now, they're digging the '70s now. They wanna they wanna experience life like that, you know, because yeah. they never got to. So, one more thing that's interesting: the poll found nine out of ten are open minded on advancing technology, but more than half say they're sometimes overwhelmed by the constant they call it an onslaught mm-hmm. of technology i, th- I find well, that that's interesting and that's the other thing is especially any of us who are parents now or those kids 18 to 34 one more point on this they may have grown up with their parents just always on their phone and they're like craving that attention so that's they're like i want to turn it away because that phone has replaced a parent you know <sighs> anyway we could talk about this yes all day long all it's day. endlessly fascinating to me because i like to talk about the various generations now you out there whatever generation you may be in you are a fan of this show i'm i'm guessing at this point if you're still watching us so if you could like comment share the video we would very much appreciate it and don't forget to check out freedom project academy for the fall freedom 
F-O-R-School.com. It's going to get you started, get you all the information you could need. Now for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.